Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? What's up? What's up? It's your man, Harrison, and we back with another episode of the 8 More Than 92 podcast. That's right. We got another jam-packed episode with you. We got Lodgy and Torn joining us back. We, the lunch table crew is getting to talk, and the special guest we got this week is Mr. Cam Lewis himself, owner, entrepreneur, businessman, former pro athlete. We got him to sit down to talk about CDL Enterprises. We also got him to talk about his pro career stint, what he's done in the community, and how he's transcended from playing ball to being a sports agent we also got his take on the current event movie that we all wanted to discuss but we also talked about a lot of other things well you got to sit back and listen to the episode y'all know the deal make sure y'all also get a chance to like subscribe rate our stuff five stars if you can we on all major platforms and if you get to make sure y'all check out our 8192 hoodies that are still on sale but we only got a few of them left i'm telling you they're the dopest hoodies out here but i ain't about to do no more talking y'all sit back and enjoy this week's episode thank you again to mr cam lewis cdl enterprise and congrats on the little queen that is on the way all right y'all i'm gonna see y'all later peace i got a really big team they need some really big rings they need some really nice things better be coming with no strings better be coming with no strings y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me All I ever ask is keep it ain't more than 92 with me, one Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 8 More Than 92 podcast where we always keep it 100 with you. I am your host, Harrison. Thanks. Torn, I'm really not going to be able to get used to you with this bullshit uh, mustache on. But uh, we kicking it back with another <laughs> episode today. We uh, got one of the, the cool out people here for the lunch table today. But we also joined with a very special guest. Known him for like a long time. He's been like fam to me. Cam Lewis on with us today. Hold on, guys. What's up? Appreciate you coming on. I wanted to make sure I got you here. It was a couple reasons I want to have you on. One of the main reasons I thought like found was inspiring was coming from Nashville, especially being in the Navy. I think I was chit-chatting with you in the DMs. A lot, a lot of niggas think athletes can come from Nashville, right? So to see a transgression from, you know, the nigga we was playing at Christchurch with to, you know, where you've taken it from and then, you know, where you've taken that to your professional career and stuff like that. I just thought it was really inspiring. And then from what I've seen come out of Nash, I thought you were kind of like a pioneer of athletes and then career trendsetters that come out of there. And I feel like you kind of started that wave upward. And, you know, you know, everybody. That's a lot of praise, man. I don't know. You know, hey, man, you know, look, man, you take them flowers while they get there, brother. You know, but uh, I just want to give you, like I said, I feel like you kind of started a wave of transcendent of like athletes that get recognition. And y'all kind of really put the map on of where we could point to people. I mean, like I'm in a man league with people that I don't even know, period, that know you. So and have hoop, which, you know, you and um, what sauce is little brother named Andrew? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, y'all's class really kind of set it up for people. And, you know, I'm really proud to that y'all didn't really deviate for anything like that. So I'm glad to have you on, man. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Yeah. Well, what's up, everybody? Cam Lewis, business, sports management. I also have my own endeavors under CDL Enterprise. No, life is good, man. Just looking to empower the youth, black community and just people in general, man. I, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity out here that uh, needs to be seen, you know, so if I could help and enlighten that, you know, I want to be the guy to do it. That's great. That's real dope. Like I said, and I love seeing it from 615. I'm tired of seeing like Florida, Chicago and everywhere else just be like the staple for everywhere coming from. So uh, I wanted to tap in like on your early basketball, not going to go for high school and stuff like that. But like, you know, I know you started off at Fisk from where you um, started your college and you went there for what, two years and then you transferred to uh, I, I can't remember where you transferred to. Was it Lane? No, nah, Free Harbor. Yeah. Which Free is Harbor. close to Lane. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I know you went from Free Harbor and then um you went from Free Harbor and then after you went there, you did the semi-pro stuff, right? I think it was New Mexico. Yeah, well, I was actually uh yeah, so I went went Free Harbor man, and then <clears throat> after that I had a couple of D League workouts, uh one with the Utah Jazz and then one with Boston Celtics. And so, you know, as the stuff I was doing for Mook or not even doing for Mook yet, but you know, just being, you know, his best friend. I was like, man, you know, even we playing baseball here, you know, I'm playing, you know, basketball here. And so I was actually, Utah Jazz was the first tryout, did horrible. I mean, you know, just to be honest with you, man, the the difference between, you know, high school and college, it's a big difference, but even college to the pros is even bigger of a jump. You know, you had to, you got to train like a pro, man. I, I think that's really, you know, it may sound cliche, but it's a thing. You know, you got to learn how to get an adequate amount of sleep and, you know, spend most of your days now in the gym because it's your job and things like that. And so I didn't prep the way I should have the first time. Uh, luckily, uh, that was uh, all they record all the the tryouts. And so they got me the second trial with the. Uh, Boston Celtics, which is in Maine. Maine Red Claws is the team name. And uh, I did pretty well. I was actually, um, I made it past the first couple cuts and uh, I made it to the training camp roster. And okay. uh, that went well, man. I was there kind of just learning and living a life of how, how it is to be a pro. You know, I didn't necessarily solidify my position on the team, but um, it was me learning and doing things. And so I was there with, then it was, Jay Crowder and Terry Rozier and Jared Solinger and those kind of guys before they kind of got the big call. And so I was just learning from those guys. And it was I was there for about two months. And it was crazy because I didn't graduate from college yet. So I was still kind of like doing online courses and things like that as I was going through this. And it, it just became a lot. And as the season started, you know, I, I was kind of housed with with somebody else and the biggest thing you know i feel like i could have made the team but the the deciding factor was uh i don't know if you guys remember but james young used to play for kentucky left-handed guard used to play for the celtics around that time and he ended up getting hurt so they assigned him to the d-league team and that was my roster spot so um you know things happen man and uh i got great experiences from it you know two months of that you know it's, it's a blessing so came back to free harbor and graduated uh, I got a call about a month later from a Mexico team saying they, um, well, they had the D League draft and I did not get drafted in that. And then got a call from a Mexico team and got picked up, man, and and started to kind of start my pro career. So, how long did you, uh, first of all, that's dope that, like y'all say, even got the shot? Cause I know we, me and Banks have talked before. 
like a lot of niggas don't get when they sitting there calling somebody trash the 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 nigga somebody that you call somebody the worst person on the bench is better than anybody that yeah, can man. come in like they'll dominate like you know the only difference is everybody on the court is somebody's mr all-american yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's definitely have- that you know it's, it's opportunity and timing man you know sometimes some people don't get the opportunity some people do and don't you know don't capitalize so it, that plays a big factor into it's kind of in a sense luck you know how long did the the pro career with like new mexico how long did you uh, let that last how long uh, I played there for one year. Um, then I had a shot to go back or go to Australia. And uh, I just had a, a kind of like a, let's, you know, you can say, I don't want to, you know, make it sound weird or anything, but like a heart to heart with Mook, man, and how his career was going and how mine was going. Uh, I felt like I wasn't going to impact the people I wanted to impact overseas. And so we had a talk and uh, I decided not to go back and start, you know, my own business management stuff with him. So. Mm-hmm. No. Now, um, I noticed that you still train and stuff like that. Do you kind of think, are you just kind of keeping yourself just kind of in shape just because you kind of used to a routine at this point? Or do you feel like maybe at one point you probably might give it another shot or what? I think it's more the routine. You know, you kind of live that life so long, you you know, fall track to it. And, um, you know, I thought about going back a couple of times, but um, what I'm doing is dope. I love it for me just to be able to stay in this mode and it's just like it's a lifestyle you know you do do it your whole life you're used to it and so it's just one of those things i won't give it up until i kind of have to so you make that transition i'm sorry you're making the transition now to management and stuff like that and you said you made your own business from there what made you kind of want to go to that lane what made you kind of want to take other people's career and put them in place to help who they had over here because i'm assuming that's what you kind of want to do right yeah yeah for sure when i was over there in mexico um uh it's a lot of difficulties going on just with overseas basketball in general, where you got to score 50 a game and you have to be able to um, sign autographs during and after practice. And you got the language barrier, you got the cultural barrier, you got to go to these schools and, and do charity work and then also get your workouts. And it's a lot, right? And so at that time you need somebody and, and my agent, at the time was horrible. You know, there were times where my shoes bust and I really kind of couldn't communicate with too many people besides my agent and the owner of the team, but the owner of the team has a million things going on as well. And so I need my agent to say, Hey, you know, like I'm going to send you some shoes to do this and that. And uh, at times it took two weeks at, at, at a time. And there were times where I, you know, I just needed somebody and I didn't have that person that was supposed to be there for me because I signed the contract and he got paid. And then from there, it was just like, okay, you know, I have 10, 12 other guys I got to take care of, but you know, I didn't think he was just going to kind of dissolve. And so uh, I took that and I wanted to, you know, in a sense cater to other athletes because I understood what I needed and what I was going through. And I think that the industry is about the same, man. These athletes are getting treated as, you know, a paycheck, you know? And so, if you kind of, you know, my niche with it all was to just kind of hone in and figure out, you know, what are the missing links? And so uh, as I was talking to Mook, man, there was a, a lot going on with him and his agents. I think he just switched to his second set of new agents. And so uh, we had a talk and uh, obviously uh, I've known him, you know, since forever. And so there was things that I could do for him or a uh, more personal level or could be his voice and knew what he wanted without him even, you know, vocalizing it and uh, just took that and ran with it. You know, that, that gave me the opportunity to get my feet uh, wet 
You know, uh, there's a lot of instances where me and him both were thrown in the fire with it. And uh, it, it was it was hard. You know, a lot of uh, things to juggle, especially the biggest one being uh, best friends and getting into, you know, a business relationship together when it's millions of dollars in between that, you know. And so uh, just doing that and kind of finding a decent amount of success in that kind of propelled me and also him into where we are now. I wanted to so, so Cam, uh, how I know that's the most interesting part I want to kind of sit on is the fact that you guys were friends and you decided to sit down and really have this heart to heart about going into business together. Can you kind of talk about what what that's like? Maybe somebody else out there might be going through not on the same scale, but maybe a smaller scale, even with us, James and I, you know, being best friends and going into this venture with each other. We've already kind of experienced a lot of headaches yeah. Uh, a lot of issues. Can you kind of speak on maybe what, you know, maybe some pitfalls might be for somebody or what are some things to avoid or, you know, kind of what you guys talked about, whatever you can discuss? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is, is I would say situational, but most of it to me is egos, man. You know, sometimes we're males, we're, we're kind of, we want to be dominant, the, the alpha male in, in every situation, if we can be. And uh, with me and Mook, we talk and, you know, there were times where there were things I didn't want to do. You know, sometimes I had to, you know, it's a Sunday and I'm out and everybody, you know, brunching and I'm, you know, drinking a mimosa too. And he calls me like, dude, man, like, you know, some similar to what happened to me in Mexico. He's like, dude, you know, I, I don't have these cleats and I forgot I left them at home, you know, and, and I'm sitting here having the time of my life. But I understand, like, this is my job. And, you know, as, as successful as he is, uh, it can prepare me to do and be who and what I want to be. And so there was a lot of times where I had to set my pride aside, but the same with him, you know, there'd be times, you know, we, you know, we're like, Hey, this is Friday night, you know, off day tomorrow, you know, the game is over. It's like 11 o'clock. Let's go out. You know, and then I got to step in and say, you know, I mean, right now we can't do that, you know? And so it's just certain things like that. And it's all situational. Um, It's just finding that line of, you know, being a friend, but then also kind of like, being business partners because, you know, whatever goal, you have to set the goals and you want to achieve them. And so it just depends on how bad you want to get to where you want to be. Did it help the fact that both of y'all were good enough to go professional? That the fact that like the bright stars and stuff like that didn't necessarily wasn't something that could have deterred you. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, both of y'all could hit the same level. So when you kind of took that role as manager, you know what I'm saying? You may not be, it's, perks and stuff ain't going to be unused to you. You know what I'm saying? You play ball to those levels. So a lot of things, you hearing things that would have been offered to you as you made it to those trials and them basketball teams and things like that. So certain names and certain things will be accustomed to you because you made it to the higher, you know, a higher level than certain people or even some agents don't even play sports to the level you made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, help I, I, you? Get, I think that, I get what you're saying, but I actually don't think that's played a role just for the fact of, let's say life is different tiers. So let's say, you mm-hmm. know, maybe we're at a certain tier of life, but there's even people higher than where we were. And so mm-hmm. the stuff that they're offering is stuff that we haven't seen. We can't even fathom. It's, you know, it, it's it's different things. And so those things, even for him and I or these other celebrities at, at, at the current time, there's things in this world that can, can be offered to you that you know, it'll make you consider some some different shit. And so you got to really just sit down and think a lot of our business ventures. I mean, business deals have been very successful because we understand like the process of what it took for him to be a professional baseball player and the process it took me to 
not only be a professional basketball player in in a sense, but also to do the job I'm doing with him now, it's all taking a process. And so when people come to us and say, hey, you know, the get rich quick schemes or, hey, you know, this can make us a lot of money in a short amount of time. It it doesn't resonate because we understand the realities of the world and, and that nothing comes overnight. You know, nothing good comes overnight. And so it's just one of those things where, yeah, you, I get what you're saying, but I, there's always something that can be offered. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's still a, it's still a pinnacle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that you, maybe I got no. you. Quick question for I ask this next one. Do you still want to play professionally? Uh no, I don't. <laughs> okay, cool. So when you went when you played professionally, did you kind of like uh so I had a homeboy who played who played overseas, right? And he said when he went overseas, he lost the love of the game because he noticed it was more about business. So you know when you said you wanted to become a business a business manager and stuff like that, was was that another reason why you wanted to do sports management as well? Because it's yeah. more business as you get yeah. into it, it's not as much basketball. Yeah, it is, man. I think that's something that a lot of athletes deal with. First, the biggest one is figuring out when is it going to be over? You know, that's the hardest thing to kind of fathom. But then second is, yeah, like the business aspect behind it, no matter how good you are, it it, it comes into full effect. And you're just trying to keep the love for the game that is transcending your life. But at the same time, understand that it's a business and not have your feelings evolve. And uh, that's that's a really hard thing to do with me. You know, I, I seen like, hey, you know, usually uh, let's say in college and I, you know, I could score 30 a game and then, you know, life is amazing and then this and that, this and that. And uh, after the game, I just live my life again. You know, it, it seems like, you know, my safe haven is there. And then I, you know, I'm back to being a regular person. Well, uh, in Mexico, it was a superstar life all day, all night. You know, after the game, it's autographs. After that, it's press releases, it's, it's conversations. After that, you know, it's it's this and that. It, it, your 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 demand is so high that you you start to see the business behind it, and you're saying, "Well, you're paying me this much, but how much am I really making you?" You know, and it's things like that you start to wonder. But like I said, it, it's it's the name of the game, man. They pay you the big bucks because they're making even more. Do you feel like you get the uh, the Rich Paul narrative? Like as in you got to like people kind of don't like take you serious until you kind of prove your work. Yeah, you yeah. Run into that a lot of times. Yeah, especially early off. You know, a lot of people are saying he didn't know what he's doing, man. Uh, he's just his best friend stag along, you know. And so there was one a, a lot of help was not uh, assisted in the beginning. And the help that was assisted, it was more so limited because they understood what I was doing and, and my greater goal, and they was never going to let me surpass them, you know, so they would help me, but to a certain extent. And so, you know, me and Mook's plan was just to get thrown in the fire. You know, when he went to the majors out of high school, we didn't, we didn't know anybody to mentor him at the time. So he, he was thrown in the fire. He had to figure it out. And uh, it was the same with me. You know, I had to understand how to talk that talk and walk that walk. And, uh, you know, uh, predominantly white sport, predominantly white business behind the scenes. Um, you know, I'm coming into this and uh, trying to stir up some shit. You know, I want I want to have the the best, not only African-American athlete, but, I, you know, I feel like Mook's the best athlete, you know, or top two athletes in the world, you know, like, you know, maybe talk your shit. Talk, talk your shit. 615 you know, all day. We didn't, we didn't. Yeah, he's a, he's a multi-talented athlete and uh i think he can do some things that are going to transcend the world man i think he can be a global icon and we're we're pushing 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 right now to make that happen but you know i knew i knew that when i started in 2015 2016 
And so for me to walk in with that confidence, it, it, it stirs some things up and it ruffled with a lot of feathers. But uh, yeah, people didn't didn't believe and uh, didn't know my efforts. And then, you know, now it's kind of like the dust has settled and, you know, we're here. I'm glad what? you... Uh, oh, go ahead, Banks. I'm yeah, glad yeah. you... Uh, what? What um I know you say you didn't have either of you didn't have any sort of mentorship or or any sort of backing at all. What what would um what 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 would you wish you had? I guess so. What would you pass on to somebody else trying to emulate and do what you you two were doing? Yeah, just knowledge, man. Knowledge is power. You know, um, it's not necessarily even uh, a lot of experiences. You have to go through it to understand, and I get that. And so. The level that we were going, it was not a lot of people we knew with the, with those experiences. But um, you know, maybe there's a similar experience in life that you face, or a, a mindset that kind of triggers when um, you know an athlete and uh, Joe Schmo had the same mindset. But how how do you trigger that from winning the NBA Finals or to you know having said surgery or something? You know, these people can have the same mindsets, but what what drives you to do that? And so um, the knowledge behind that is what what I wish I had. Uh, I wish I had somebody that could kind of break down some things for me, you know, let me know that, hey, you know, maybe you're too high or you're too low. You know, let's stay even kid with some of this stuff. The stuff that you're doing is good, but it's not great, you know, or the stuff that you're doing isn't the worst. So, you know, stay even, even kill. And uh, it's just, it's just getting thrown in the fire is cool. It's, it's. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's what you got to do with a lot of stuff, especially blacks in general. We face adversity. We're meant to come out of that, but... I think uh, yeah. sometimes if you don't have to face adversity, man, it'll be it'd be pretty cool. I think me and Banks asked ourselves that about this show because we didn't have anybody. We just threw it out there. So like we we do this right, and like it's nobody to tell us what to do, right? So we don't know if we're doing this shit right. We don't know. No, if we're doing no OG, cool. and especially no, OG. no black, exactly no black OG. So yeah. we get we get we get fortunate. We get one celeb. And then we just happen to do this and then we get this and then it set a standard and we don't know if we on the right track or not. You know what I'm saying? So we just, we just happen to follow a certain type of pace, but we don't know if we going, like you said, up or down. Yeah. So like, yeah, we would, yeah, I, we understand that one completely. Cause even now, like we just follow our model and it's been going cool. So See, we but definitely- the best thing about it too, man, is when, when, when you're in that situation, you, you create a mold, you know, yeah. and, and the mold that you're creating can, uh, inspire the next you know so it's your model at that point yeah, it's man. nobody's model yeah it's your right. what did you say the management was uh it's under cdl enterprise it, it's just uh 
just a name I just put all my my ventures through. But uh, how many how many uh, athletes you got? Uh, right now, whew, just three, just three okay. of them. Uh, Mook being the biggest. There, I've done some work with some other guys um, like Tom Brady and his group to Kimball Walker and his group, PK Subban. But uh, it's all it's all kind of got hockey in there. Yeah, man. You know, higher, you know, some of that stuff is higher guns. It's not, it's only really three guys is kind of full time. So um, I know, like I said, I was telling you earlier, I just one misconception is Nashville doesn't have any athletes. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, DJ fills me in um, a lot of the times who everybody comes in, didn't know Darius Garland was from Nashville. Yeah, man. Um, didn't know. Uh, Wiseman. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know he was from there. BJ, who's the other guy you told me was from there? Um, yeah, you got Jamal Gordon. Yeah, it was so many people coming up there. Yeah. So now, so now it's like now Brentwood Academy starting to shine. There's a couple other places now. You know, now do you feel like it's about to be like an epicenter for you know people coming down there and molding at least baseball and basketball people coming up out of there? Yeah, like it is. I think it can. It can the market definitely is going to expand here in Nashville. I know basketball wise for sure. We were getting overshadowed by um, you know Memphis, and then sometimes mm-hmm. with baseball, Nashville was getting overshadowed by Florida or Texas. And, and then football by Texas as well. And so um, I think we're creating a mode with, you know, the Mookie Betts or the Darius Garland, James Wiseman's or the um, Jalen Ramsey's, you know, those kind of people coming out of Nashville. It, it gives us notice. You know, these guys are adamantly. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people we got, man. And I think the biggest thing is now that uh, these guys are giving back to the community. You know, even guys mm-hmm. that aren't from here that went to school like a Rob Covington. And things like that. They're really uh, just pushing and advocating for Nashville, and, and it's becoming a beautiful time. Killer Cam, what's up, bro? What's good, family? All right. So my question to you is, you know, growing up, who, what, what player NBA wise did you try to emulate, like your skill set? Um, my favorite player, I had two. Um, okay. Derrick Rose was was the guy for me. I mean, he 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 was a guy that uh, I seen not not my game, but a game that I thought the way the basketball should be played. You know, he right. played hard. He did what what it took. All the above. Um, somebody's game that I thought was similar to mine was Demar Derozan. So okay, uh, okay. His film, I can I, see that. I can see that. Yeah, I, I kind of really just honed in on just. Uh, some of the stuff he did, the way he tacked the basket to mid-range to kind of get others involved and um, his progress from USC to the league. Um, right. So those would be my two. That's what's up, man. I was going to say, who's your top five right now? Okay, we're saying all time or you saying right now is in, in the league? Actually, that's a, good, that's a good way to put it. Actually, all time, who's your top five? And then we're going to get to your top five right now. All right. So right now, who's your all-time top five? All-time. Uh, let's do. Let's do Magic. Okay. Let's do Jordan. Okay. Let's do Bronny. Let's do. Got to do Shaq. Last one. Team. Yeah, I'm Tim Duncan. Oh hell. Yeah. Respect top five. And I did it by position, though. You know, I didn't do. I didn't create the three. You know, KD, LeBron, Mel. <laughs> I, you know, I did. I just picked one from each position. It'll be my top yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. I think that those guys were top tier at their position and in their primes, you know, they, they, they're holding it down. So, so what about now, man, Who, who's your top five right now? You can go from, you know, three shooting guards, five small fours, it don't matter, uh, but who you feel like who's the top five right now? 
My top five right now would be LeBron, KD. I don't know if I would have a center in there, man. LeBron, KD. Let me do Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I feel like disrespect coming. Let me do. Uh, he on the right track, though. I'm throwing Steph in there. I feel oh, like hell yeah. Here it come. Here it come. Go ahead. And Go ahead and say. I know he about to say Harden. Go ahead and say Harden. Because here come disrespect. No. Who did I say? I said LeBron. I said LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Steph. And you got one more. Man, I don't even want to do this. But, you got to do it, Cal. You got to yeah. do it. <laughs> right now. You make it feel better. We're not that big to where they'll hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I just, I, I, I have this may be subject to change, but for right now, I'm going to have to throw Giannis in there. Oh, hell, you just do anybody at that point. Man, I, okay, you, why you ain't throw Dame in there? No, I feel like Dame could be in there, but I feel like Steph is better than Dame. Me personally. I go with that one. Yeah. You could have threw them both in there, but all right. Yeah, that's just me personally, you know. Thank you. See, be, I thought you was going to say Harden as your fifth one. And I was yeah. like, all right, they're going to leave Dame on. But, but Harden is better than Dame. Harden is not better than Dame. Oh, geez. See, but when we get to this conversation, it's it's all opinionated. So I don't, you know, it depends on what y'all look at as better. I think Harden and revolutionized the game and traveling and fouling and flopping and lying. I, if you want to go from there, I mean, he the golden that shit. He the golden, <laughs> he the golden being fat and shit. He the golden bad dreads and braids. He but as you say all of that, this guy has like scoring titles. This guy, Thank you. Has, like, I mean, he's doing stuff that. People have never done and travel. Yeah, he's right. He revolutionized. He revolutionized six step backs. He's revolutionized a third and one three point six step backs. He, he revolutionized a third and one. He go for first down and he shoot the ball. That's what he do. My thing he, with Dame he, is that when you talk about Dame before like Paul George, do, before James Harden, before Kyrie Irving, you know, that's a stretch, bro. So it's like, I feel like he may be top 10. I think that Paul George, as much as I joke on Paul George, I think Paul George is elite. And I think James Harden is elite. I think for what Dame has to do, for who Dame has, for the size that Dame is, I think Dame Lillard is just as underappreciated as Devin Booker. Because, Hell no, nah, bro. Because be, I would agree with that. Because Devin Booker squad sucks so much, you and because Harden per se always I disagree. I disagree. Because I, no that's way just, hell. That's, that's just there's no way hell. Chris Paul come out of nowhere and now they twenty and ten, bro. Nah, hell no. It's just the way he played the game. that, yeah. You said what? It's just the way he played the game. that. I mean, Chris Paul is a huge factor, but I mean, what that that comparison was more for Dame because Dame is taking less further than Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker would have to take them without Chris Paul to be where I put Dame at. But I feel like Dame's size and what he has to do and how he can shoot the same distance Steph can. He can get to the rim just as much as Harden can. He can shoot with the efficiency of just as best, almost as much as Harden and Steph can, just not as good. He, he pulling up from logo from both. He getting to the rim at will. He's strong as both. He got ups. Uh, I'm I can't quote their defense, but I feel like none of the three of them play defense that well to be calling them lockdown. But I just feel like and his stature, and I feel like between the three of them, he's had the worst squad his entire career. Between I disagree the three with that. Them. I disagree with that. If you've seen the Trailblazers uh rosters over these years, he's just ain't he just ain't done nothing with them. And the reason why I say this is because of a player like Chris Paul. The, okay, the, see the two best shit. the two best players and, that Dame Lillard has had is CJ McCollum. And Lamarcus Aldridge, Steph has had but KD. Just said, I feel you. I agree to disagree. So I, I feel you, but I agree to disagree. Though. But that's just me. That's just me. I, and I, like I said, his size. James Harden's a little bit taller, a little bit bigger. 
Paul George is bigger. Paul George is stronger, better defender. But like I said, his size does a lot of factor into that. Paul George has also had better teammates. Both a lot of Paul George's team went to the Eastern Conference Final with Indy, um, and uh, well, the Clippers didn't make it. But you get where I'm going with this. I, I, just, feel, I just I feel like you you may be on to some, but as far as the better teams, I had to disagree. Just I have to disagree, man. I've just been injury struck, you know, with Nurkic getting hurt and CJ getting hurt or these players are getting hurt that are supposed I be, to be. I, I forgot Nurkic be there. That's why I'd I be forgetting he there because he always hurt. My bad. So I, I don't know if the, the team, because last year's team was great. They had the same team as last year, this year, and their team is great. But CJ and Nurkic are hurt this year. Nurkic was hurt last year. That's that's what's really like hindering their success. As far as the overall scope of the team, I think they may be even with all the, you know, with the Rockets and James Harden and right. uh, Strike that shit from it, and then keep everything else I said. I forgot. Strike <laughs> that shit from it, and then we got it. I think, uh, yeah. Quick take, Judas and the Black Messiah before we go. Yeah, I want to hear your take first. I personally think that um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I didn't know that much about Fred Hampton until I seen it. I thought uh, William O'Neill was a bitch. I thought Lakeith Stanfield played that role really well, almost to the point I can't look at him as Lakeith no more. I thought it was... It was kind of hard to be mad at the white people for that because I felt like afterwards, first off, you did a lot of fucked up shit for $300, but I felt like when Lil Rail came forth and to show how many people was actually incorporated and the actual D, I mean, the corruption and the, um, the dissolution of the Black Panthers, I felt like how much... Um, political corruption goes into infiltration is more than what we give credit to. And I thought that was kind of like disheartening how much, how easy it is to manipulate black people to turn on each other for the simplest of things. But I thought overall was really good. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And if we're going to make black films, I would prefer that than slave shit. So I thought it was real good all around. Yeah, I would think it, it was super informative, uh, a really good movie. Uh, same with the roles. I, I would say that they play their asses off, man. You yeah. know, there was some good acting in that. I, really I good. think that um, the biggest thing for me was, you know, I like I said, I didn't know a lot about, I knew a decent amount about the Black Panthers, but not maybe the Chicago branch or whatever it is. So just knowing that about Fred Hampton was dope. Soundtrack was amazing. I, I think what was super eye-opening to me too was the, the number of uh, informants. You know, I think that, you know, coming coming in, uh, there was a time where shit, you know, we didn't have anything, you know? And so when we're offered a steak dinner, we'll do whatever for that. You know, we're offered, you know, you know, no jail time, which, you know, I haven't been to jail, so I can't really speak on that. But so I don't, you know, I don't know if I would, you know, I don't know, but not going to jail, and being informed, and I, I think we got to find that fine line in the support. He, he could have did them little couple couple years. I um, think it. I he could have did them a couple years instead of being a coward. I'm sorry. I think it. I think it looked. I think it looks worse in 2021 because we know what it could have impacted, how it is right. now. But in 1969, when we didn't really see what we could do, 
it don't seem as bad at the time to me. I just think that is at that time. It's just easy to flip us. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't know our power. Yeah. Now that we got technology and we kind of a little bit more have more wherewithal, it's kind of easy to see how dumb that shit is. Yeah. I mean, and speaking on the power, man, just, you know, the stuff they had to do to where they were pulling Fred over to where he didn't want to drive anymore. You know, so they had to get the form of the car to get get access to him to where seventy dollars in stolen you know and then that equated to you know let after you know five months and then a couple months after that it equated to five years yeah two to five you know know, like if if we're being real man i think um the power that the black men have in general is is so eye-opening and the destruction that you know we put up with or you know the adversity i think that we're chosen few man i you know there's no other race that has to put up with so much adversity through lifetimes and still find a way to succeed man we're, you know when it comes to athletes or some of the businessmen or the first innovators and all this stuff they're black you know and it, it's it's just crazy you know I, I love seeing that stuff i hate to see how it goes down but i love to see that you know you know we got so much power this, this man was only 21 years old now i don't know what the fuck i was doing at 21 but it wasn't changing the world. <laughs> right you know? none it was of us dope to see that man we we got the power to do this stuff man and if we manifest that and stuff you know it's gonna come with some turmoil but there's a bigger picture behind it. i think it's important that we see these type of things go down so that we can learn from it right. and take the historical context and be like okay so if something similar happens we because even to kind of stretch it off into there's this news right now about they they fig, they they finally implicated the police in Malcolm's killing <clears throat> and um of course there was another informant situation there when when Malcolm got killed and so now <laughs> now you got all these deathbed confessionals coming out from these black people who had infiltrated Malcolm and now they want to talk about all the things that they did and I love I actually love seeing it's unfortunate, of course, and, and it's shady and et cetera. But when you when you read these confessions from these informants, they telling you like what the what their higher ups was telling them to do. Yeah. So discord within the community. Right. Like have have Fred or have, you know, Malcolm attempt to do illegal things. You know, even in the movie, they t- you know, they talk about how, um, you know, they tried to get him to do all this illegal stuff. And he was just so straight laced, you know, like like when and, and, and it's I'm the capital. Exactly. And that's one of the things I really wanted. Like when you when you are in these in these rooms with other black people. I just think for me, I I I I look at you sideways if you that rah rah nigga, right? If you like, oh let, let's let's jump these white people, let's just get there at these crackers, you know? Like who are you, right? You know right. what I mean? Like that makes me raise an eyebrow at you if we in if we in a meeting amongst each other and you trying to you trying to turn up and be Mister Hotep and you know get I'm like hmm this looks real familiar because why does that look familiar? Fred, Chairman Fred, Malcolm X. I mean, we could go on uh, MLK, you know, with all the people that have been infiltrated um, and 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 basically, you know, had their life taken from them. Unfortunately, Fred, like you said, Fred was a baby, bro. You know what I mean? Like 21. Fred, Fred was a baby. And when they took him, um, even when you think about Tupac, how old was Tupac, James? 26. 26. What would you know what I'm like? 26. That we are, like you said, uh, Cam, we are so powerful. I mean, it's even in the COINTELPRO documents about how powerful we are and how afraid of, of us they are. And I mean, we can go back even further if you if you read like the ISIS papers and Dr. Francis Cress Welsing talks about how the white man is 
is is afraid of of being extinct. And when we all on here know that that people that you know the white people are 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 global minority, and eventually at some point in the United States will be a minority here too. Mm-hmm. And you know you can just find all types of literature and books about all the efforts and the things that they try to exercise on us because they're just afraid that we, uh, you know, we, we, they're afraid, like you said, Cam, of, of our power yeah, and, and, and the abilities that we have and, you know, et cetera. So it's, it, it was eye opening for me, but it was affirming too. like, okay, I know going forward, these are the things to look out for. If I call myself involved in any sort of organization or, or with any even sort of inter- exchanges with other black people, um, I, I know what to look for. Like, ooh, this look real informant. That's sad, man. But I definitely did it. If you enjoy, we'll love to have you back on for this. It was fun having you on. Um, I'm proud of you and Trey, like I told you, but I definitely want to tell you to your face, man. Um, yeah. I'm proud of what you're doing. Link up with y'all and catch y'all at the right time. Tell y'all to your face. Definitely proud of y'all again, man. Everything you're doing. Uh, you ain't got to tell everybody what you're doing. I know that you're out there hustling, doing everything you can for the city. Congrats. You got a little princess in the making. <laughs> Got a king for a father. I ain't gonna hold you too much longer. If you want to do any shout outs, anything you like, I said you want to pass on before you go. Well, man, I appreciate y'all. So shout out to y'all, man. Y'all got a good thing going. Like I said, you know, there may not be a blueprint, but the mold you're creating is gonna be dope. And so, uh, you know, I definitely want to be on board again and, uh, you know, kick some shit with y'all. And uh, I appreciate y'all having me. Of course. Hey, hey, Cam, just real quick, right before you go, on a lighter note, I just wanted to ask you real quick. Now that you've got um, access to the platform, resources that you have, I know you guys are doing some work. I was just kind of curious uh, to what projects are you working on or plan to work on, you know, to, uh, I guess, impact the community, just just, just in general? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, you know, there's a couple of stuff we're doing uh, in, in L.A. Uh, I can't really speak too much on it, but we're starting a production company. And that's going to definitely impact uh, Nashville as a whole. You know, put, put a lot of stuff on the map and uh you know you know let them know we're down here working too you know this is not just you know this is definitely the city of lost gems man there's a lot of good stuff going on here and it needs to be uh advocated for um there's some stuff uh you know um you know working on a u team here in Nashville, you know and and things like that man so we really just want to uh move got itself solidified with long-term contract i'm pretty solidified in, in some things and you know, I still got some work to do, but I think it's more so time to, you know, become uh, mentors uh, and, and uh, role models for people, man. I think that it's big because I want to be somebody that I wish I had. You know, if I had, you know, if I knew how to uh, work out as a pro before my NBA workouts, you know, maybe I could be there now, you know. So I, and, and maybe uh, if I knew how to do this and do that prior to, then I could shed light on that. And so, you know, that's the thing. I don't know everything, you know, but I think we have the resources to get the information for what is needed, you know. And so it's passing it on, man. And it's not just only to, you know, the younger community. This could be for anybody. You know, I think it, it's um, everybody has their own success rate, you know. And so just because you didn't make it at 15 and 20 don't mean you can't make it now, you know. And so. Uh, we want to just really push, push, push for the city of Nashville, man. And we're going to do it. I respect that. Y'all on the way. Like I said, man, we appreciate you uh, coming on, man. And like I said, we definitely going to do it again. We definitely going to bring Big Perm Worm on here, too. And uh, like I said, we'll, we, we'll chop it up again with you, man. So like I said, appreciate you coming on. And then uh, keep cooling, man. Keep pushing through and keep doing positive shit for the city, man. 
Appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good one, fellas. All right, man. You yeah. too, man. All right, y'all. Um, this was a good episode. We was having fun. Ha- glad to have everybody back. Torn and Lodgy up here. This has been another episode of the 8 More Than 92 podcast. We appreciate our guest Cam coming over. He dropped a lot of knowledge. Y'all make sure y'all look out for Brandon and everything he's doing for Nashville. Other than that, like I said, this has been the 8 More Than 92 podcast. Make sure y'all check out the hoodies. They flying off the shelf. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Other than that, we're going to check y'all later. Realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me All I ever ask is keep it ain't more than 92 with me one